What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You ready? Yep. Okay. <laughs> For once in my life. Welcome back to Gilmore to Consider with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. I feel like we have something worth catching our listeners up on Mm. because Mm -hmm. this past Tuesday, the Max episode, we started it off about you telling us about something really fun that was coming up Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how exciting it was that um, you were going to be doing Maisel and you would be getting your hair cut. Um, And there's this moment that happened when... (laughs) I'm so sorry... There's this moment that happened when I was editing it, and I said, what if it's ugly? And we were like, no way. Yeah, couldn't possibly happen. We were like, no. Like, no. we went on for quite a while about how and why and how mm. there couldn't possibly, there was no way they could mess this up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I heard us say that. Oh, boy, did I laugh. <laughs> I was so upset with us for having manifested in the wrong direction, yeah. if you will. Yeah, we were so optimistic, too optimistic. But you'll have noticed on Tuesday we did not post a picture of Tara's hair, as she mentioned in the episode that she would. No, we did not. We did not. And we won't be. Do you want to tell them a little bit about it? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. After we recorded our episode for Tuesday, I went to my fitting. And I, I just have to preface this by saying that the fitting went great. Yeah, The women who, who fit me were just so wonderful. And then I went to hair. And the thing is, as you know, I chopped my hair in like yeah. March, April of 2021. You used to have very long hair. Yeah. yeah. Having short hair has been my style. For the last almost two years now. And you wanted, as you said in the last episode, you were ready for I a I was so cut. ready for a haircut. I go into the the room where they cut the hair. Right? Haircut room. And it was this guy and, and a woman. And the guy was in the middle of cutting this other girl's hair. And the woman was free to cut my hair. Which I was a little relieved by because if I'm being super transparent, and I know this is going to sound gender biased, but this has just been my personal experience. I'm not saying it's not possible. Every man who's ever cut my hair has messed it up in some way. Mm. So I was relieved to be with this woman. Oh, no. And so, you know, I had a ponytail. I had a low, low ponytail. And she kind of like pushed it forward to show me like where she wanted to cut. And it was way too short. I have another gig coming up. I'm not interested in you know, changing it up too much. Yeah. You've work that is expected mm-hmm. of you with mm-hmm. the haircut that you had. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I cannot go any shorter than chin length because I have another gig. I just kept it very plain and simple at that. And she was like, okay. So she does the initial chop. She checked in with me and was like, is this okay? I said, perfect. You it was a perfect. haircut check-in. Yeah. She did a nice solid chop. It was below my chin, but still not touching my shoulders. It was Perfect. This is exactly what I wanted, right? It's what we had manifested for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, then we manifested. She else. said, "I'm just gonna layer it." And I didn't realize that when she said, "I'm gonna layer it," it meant she was going to take three fourths of my hair, the circumference of my head, and become Edward Scissorhands. Give you a second haircut. Literally, she first. gave me two haircuts. She chopped it to exactly where I wanted it to be, and then she basically gave me a bowl cut on top of it. I have layers that are starting at my mouth and then 
go all the way up to my ears as she goes around my head. Now, here's the thing. I don't like to tell people how to do their jobs. I try to be as low maintenance as possible when it comes to shit like this because I've worked in show business for quite some time. We like people who can go with the flow. However, me not speaking up and, and watching as this woman literally hacks away at my hair. I should have said something because I was starting to get really, really anxious. I was like, she is taking off a lot of hair. But I've also been in situations where it looks like they're taking out a lot of hair and they're not. Exactly. That was my last haircut. I was like, she took off way too much and then she blow dried it. And I was like, oh, Oh, that's exactly what I wanted. I have had that happen to me so many times. So I was trusting the process. I should have spoken up. I, I say this with no exaggeration. I'm not trying to be dramatic. This is the worst haircut I've ever gotten in my entire life. And I got bowl cuts as a kid. So <laughs> no. that speaks volumes. Jeannie. Jeannie Beanie got me bowl cuts as a kid. Uh, so none of you are going to see it. So I'm going to try to describe it to you. Yeah. Because that's what I said. It's like everyone's going to want to see it oh, if we no. mention it. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not happening. Uh, yeah. And, and here's the other thing that gets me is that I was on board for a quote unquote 1960s haircut. And that is not this. This is like a 1990s choppy haircut. It is yeah. like a really rough attempt at the Rachel if it was like two inches north of where the oh, Rachel no. lands. You know? Yeah. The best part of it was Tara sent me a video of it. Tara hasn't even shown it to Brett yet. I will not. She sent me a video of what it looked like. And when she described who she looked like, I was howling, crying, like face in my pillow screaming because I could not handle it. I when said, she that said that I she- don't <laughs> not look like Clara when she opens the door and love daisies and troubadours. I, I don't mind. not. But she has those little tiny bangs that you don't have. No, I don't have those. But the rest of the haircut <laughs> is Clara when she opens the door and love daisies and troubadours. Admittedly. You think it's a lot worse than I do. I don't think it's as bad as you do, but it's just so different when it's on your head. And when you feel this helplessness of like, I said that it couldn't go past this yeah, and you decided not to respect what I asked for. It's just one of those things that sucks because hair will grow back. I I know this. I have said this to myself. However, I have to spend the next several weeks either wearing a hat throwing it out or I have to pull it back into like a half up half down situation it's very short yeah but like I mean you know because I I've shown it to you yeah having my hair pulled back and then when I take it down that's two different women like it is completely truly truly you would never know two different haircuts it does I'm not I feel like mean to like agree with you because I know how much you hate it but it truly like when you have it half up it's like a cutie little haircut it's a cute little bottom pull it down and it's going to be the same length people have sent me dms being like your haircut it's so cute and i'm like thanks you don't know the half of it literally <laughs> you don't know the half of it. <laughs> you only know the half of yeah, it yeah you only know half of the story oh, yeah i just it just hearing it back in our last episode <sighs> like if you play like this reaction to like where that episode like cuts off at mm-hmm. that story we're like we're so excited so excited can't wait to get my hair there's cut. no way it can look bad it's not gonna look ugly editing it like it was almost like a yeah, horror movie it kind like, of was hearing what had happened and being like oh my when god when you sent it to me to edit i was like 
laugh. I guess I was when I said what if it's bad. What if it's ugly? We're not going to manifest like that again. <laughs> and let me tell you, the girl who was sitting next to me getting her hair cut by that guy, she was like, can you do this? And can you do that? I should have been more vocal like that. And he gave her exactly yeah. what she asked for. It's like the end of Legally Blonde too. Speak up, America. Or you're in for a really bad haircut. Exactly. You know? Again, like, I didn't want to be difficult. I didn't want to tell this woman how to do her job. She's supposed to be the expert. But, like, I should have said something. Now and had I done it... Well, we wouldn't have a good story to tell, but... We didn't need the story. No. The story was already good enough. <laughs> Happy to share it with our besties, regardless. I just feel like me talking about my hair is always leading us into talking about Max Medina, who does have great hair. According to Lane Kim. He does. Mm -hmm. She's right. Run your hands through his hair. Truly. But that is what we're here to talk about today. Because as you all know, if you listened to Tuesday's episode, we shared our own thoughts about Max. But we're here to share some of our besties' thoughts about Max. Kind of went through the journey of Max. Mm -hmm. And now we wanted to, like, see some other opinions. Because, like, surprisingly, I kind of ended up on, like, the positive side of Max. Mm. Like evidence-wise, evidence-based, but when it, like, at the end of the day, I still don't really like Max, Mm -hmm. and I can't explain it, Mm. but, like, I want to get into some voicemails from some of our besties who feel maybe more certain than I do about their direction. This first bestie is someone who has been watching the show for quite a while, so let's hear from Jen and hear what she has to say on Max. Hey, besties, it's Jen. I listened to your podcast as soon as I woke up this morning. That's how obsessed I am. And I joined the Patreon last night. Um, Y'all are so awesome. But thoughts on Max? When I originally watched this, like, years, years, years ago, I'm 40 now, years ago, um, I thought I I didn't like him at all. I was like, he's like, like, I I don't know. He's taking me, he gave me the ick, like you, like you said, he gave me the ick. And I didn't like him for Lorelai. I thought he was a distraction. Um, I didn't think it would make sense that he would put his job at Jeopardy and that she would date uh, the whole, the whole thing I didn't like. Um, watching it as an adult, I like Max. I just don't like him for Lorelai. I really do think he's like a, a good guy. He doesn't give me the ick. Now that I'm 40, I'm like, oh, he's an attractive guy. He's, he's cute. Um, my biggest biggest thing that I don't like is that he proposed like over the phone that and 1,000 daisies turned into a hundred thousand daisies and I just like they wrote it literally Laura like it and like my dream is to be surrounded by a hundred thousand daisies like you wrote it Sorry, that was, you wrote it don't save the thousand daisies then give us like a million daisies just but um Besides the fact that he proposed over the phone and then didn't have a ring and then discussed the ring with Rory, like, what? You're a grown-up. What? Like, what is happening? <laughs> Besides that, you can get it that far. Um, no, I, 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 I like Max. I do. I just, I just don't like them together. Okay. Love you guys. They are awesome. Bye. Such a valid point. I mean, I think she feels very similarly to us. Yeah. It seems like she landed in it the reverse, though. Mm. Whereas, like, as an adult, she came into this and was like, I like this attractive man who's seemingly stable, but is just the wrong partner for Lorelai. Yeah. But I feel like that's kind of where we ended up, but on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Because I agree with her. The chaos surrounding their relationship is really, I think, what kind of 
makes people go, uh, I don't know about this because the proposal yeah. on the phone and then the acceptance of the proposal on the phone, it just all felt very rushed. Yeah. And as we're talking about on Patreon right now, the way that they break up is super chaotic. Like all of it just is very messy. And so that can sometimes translate as we spoke to in our last episode to the characters themselves. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Cause like, that's what Jen says here is like, she doesn't like the proposal. That's the aspect of it that she doesn't like. And like, of course, like we spoke to like, we also don't like that but I think that there's like other elements to him that like even if there wasn't the chaos of the storyline even if like there was just kind of like focused on him as I went through in the last one Mm. I still don't think he's the right person for no definitely not definitely not and it comes out in the chaos of how much they rushed through this yeah so it's like the chaos is what we wanted but at the end of the day the chaos is the the problem yeah you're right But very interesting, yeah, that someone who's watched the show from the beginning didn't like him at first. And then once she was kind of like more comparable in age to these characters, as we're kind of unpacking through this podcast, like, oh, okay, actually, you know what? He wasn't, he wasn't that bad. He just wasn't right for Lorelai. He's like a guy that's worth like settling for, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. He's the, all right, it's time to make this work for me. This is what I want. It doesn't matter who it's with sort Mm. of guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've. I've been with guys like that before where you're just like, oh, okay. You know, that's William Paul. It's just like, this is fine. Max was different than Paul. Well, we don't really know Paul. Yeah. So who's to say? Could have been. He could have been like him. We just won't ever know. Yeah. Well, Jen, thank you so much for calling in. Jen. Hi, Tara and Haley. Um, I've almost called in about a thousand times while listening to your podcast, but I'm always driving and I didn't know the number. Anyways, I'm calling in about Max Medina. Because when I was watching the show when I was younger, I think I was really indifferent to him. I liked him. When I was younger, I really disliked his relationship with Rory and how nice he was to her and, like, really wanted to be her stepdad. But I also just felt like he and Lorelai had no kind of relationship whatsoever, no chemistry. Like, the only really thing that we get from them is, like, the... It's Max, Max Medina, and, like, the Lorelai Gilmore, you know, thing. And, like, he cooked her dinner once, and, you know, she ate it out of the pot. Like, that was a whole – but they just had, like, no chemistry. Um, But as an adult watching it, I I got the ick from him as well. I got the ick from Max, and I really didn't want to because I really wanted to like him. But he just – I don't know how they were engaged because I feel like there was not much of a relationship there. So that's my hot take on Max. Thanks, girls. Bye. It really just takes me like a gust of wind to get back to one side or the other when it comes to Max, because like when she's saying like that they don't have much of a relationship and don't have much chemistry, even after this whole last episode where I went through like moment by moment and was like, this is a nice romantic storyline. I'm like, they didn't have much of a relationship. They didn't have much of a relationship, but I disagree that they didn't have chemistry. I think there are moments when they have chemistry, but like. There are also moments when I just don't vibe. Maybe it's because I don't vibe with it. But yeah, I see and that's it totally Scott valid. But like they have chemistry. That's the only reason why they're together is because they feed off of the chemistry between the two of them. It's like the magnetism. Magnets, yeah. yeah. It's like when they put that table between them. That's which is that's so what I'm ick, saying. They like can't. Yeah. But it's I feel like Scott and Lauren have a lot of chemistry, but like these characters almost like that's all they have to them. Right. That it's like it's this attraction that it's but they just don't work they're not compatible at all but I do agree that they don't have 
they didn't have much of a relationship, mm. did they? No, no. And we're discovering that as we move through this on Patreon. We're like, what was their relationship? What was it? Yeah. I will say that one scene where she's sitting eating on his counter, I didn't vibe with that. That whole scene just, I didn't like very much. Mm. And it's maybe chemistry is the wrong word, but it just didn't feel like, I don't know, it felt like two different people in different scenes yeah. until they got... They started to role play, I guess. I know. Ick. No, but uh, I mean, do whatever you want with your sure boyfriend. Sure. Um, yeah. I no just, judgment. I just think that we do catch glimpses of them having fun together, them yeah. having the chemistry, but that's only half of a relationship. That's only the beginning bits of a relationship. And they rode yeah. out on those like early moments between the two of them to get to a place where they felt like they could be together forever which is very immature it's very emotionally immature yeah I think I think I got to the same point that this bestie did that I was kind of indifferent to him when I was younger I don't even really remember my feelings about Max at all yeah but I got to the ick and then in the last episode I got to like the good place but it literally just like all it took is her like passionately talking about them. And I'm like, yep, I don't like Max. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. So, this is like the one thing that I can't like truly make up my mind on in the show. Okay. I feel like everything else I have like a really solid opinion. Mm-hmm. But this one I just kind of like, if you like him, I'm I'm floating over to your side now. <laughs> she mentions not liking him. I'm like, yeah, I'm back with her. Yeah. We're on this team together, girl. Totally. <laughs> I understand. It's a fickle topic to discuss because like, I don't know, for me, it's it speaks to what both of our callers just spoke to that like we had an opinion about it when we were younger and now we have an opinion about it now that we're older. And so like I teeter because I actually really did like him when I watched it the first time, but he wasn't Luke. So like, yeah, I liked him. I just didn't want them together. But I felt that same way about Dean. I liked Dean and then like was like, but I just don't want him with Rory. I want Jess with Rory. So it was like, did I actually like the character or did I not like, I love the way you just said that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Jess. It's because we're about to get to him on Patreon. I know. I'm I'm just like jazzed for Jess. (laughs) But it's, it's one of those situations where it's like, I'm split between two different mentalities. Well, four really, where it's like, well, thinking about how I, how I saw it as a kid versus an adult and thinking about the character standing alone and the character standing next to Lorelai Gilmore. There's so much to consider when it, I don't feel like this way about any of the other characters though, really. Cause like, I feel very, I think I'm going to feel the same way about Jason. See, I will have to get to that in another moment because I have a lot to say on Jason, but I really like Jason. I have feelings. We'll have to put a little pin in that, (laughs) but like, it's tough with these men who inherently as a character, they're just roadblocks. They're just not the right people for Lorelai. So it's like separating that out in a show where literally the entire story centers on Lorelai. How do you like delineate between the character and the relationship? I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tecovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my dress recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. 
Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tecovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tecovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. <laughs> it's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Well, let's hear from Bestie Darlene on maybe some of what she would think about this. Hey, girlies. Um, This is Darlene from Richmond. I called you a while back um, after listening to the um, I Am All In podcast about the um, Peg Max episode. Um, In any event, it's so funny because I was listening to um, the podcast today. I'm a little behind. And the caller that called in about Max, I was totally thinking how I would love to call in and talk about Max, but have I already done that? In any of them, I abhor Max. Cannot stand him. Never liked him from the get-go. Always thought he kind of dumbed down Lorelai because he was so book smart and I saw no chemistry. Um, just didn't like him at all. And I also think that Lorelai was so eager to marry him because he was someone who actually wanted to marry her. Like with Christopher, it was forced. Um, and she 
declined it, but with Max, he wanted to marry her for the wrong reasons, of course, but here was somebody who wanted to marry her, and that's why she initially, yes. Thank God she woke up and um, got to her senses. Um, would love to explore how you think they broke up and how it all ended, but just loving the podcast, and um, keep it going, and thanks for listening and nothing. Have a great weekend. Bye. Thanks, Darlene. Darlene, so sweet. You know, we've spoken to this about, about the, the ending, ending, that we kind of don't know how it went down, but some of our listeners on Discord were talking about how maybe she left Max a voicemail, and that's why she says, yeah. I should have called and I didn't call. And I actually like that theory, because I think that yeah. that's still keeping with their relationship of it always being on the phone, except she left him a message and didn't actually talk to him and never explained yeah. why. I like that too, because otherwise it just feels unreasonable Yeah, that she would never address any of that with yeah. him. But we have like a whole sort of like fan fiction-y one on, what is it? Is it on um, How Many Plot Holes to Stars Hollow? Mm-hmm. Is that the name of the episode? Mm-hmm. Where we talk very in depth about that. But I loved hearing from someone who just didn't like him, who like, again, thought they had no chemistry. She felt that he was dumbing her down because I felt like he really never made her feel dumb for the fact that she was not as much of an intellect as he was. Yeah, I agree with that. I felt like he and Rory were very similar in that regard, in being very book smart themselves, and yet admiring Lorelai for how wise she was outside of being book smart. Yeah. And making her feel capable that she could. Yeah. That she could be there with them. Yeah. That's why I wanted besties to call in and tell us how they thought, because... The no chemistry, I can't quite see it. I mean, I can see it in some regard, Mm -hmm. but I I like knowing that, like, there are tons of people who thought they had no chemistry, who thought that he made her feel dumb. I did love the point that she made that she wanted to get married to him because he wanted to marry her. Yeah, for sure. That was very interesting and very accurate. I mean, very true. we kind of see this reflected in a mirroring way with Christopher in season seven that like she just wants to be with someone who wants to be with her. Yeah. With Max, I think it was different, obviously different circumstances because Lorelai was still in love with Luke. Lorelai hadn't reached that point yet, but Christopher yeah. wasn't stable enough to marry her. Oh. Max was a very sturdy no. and stable, yeah. grounded man who wanted to marry her. Because I think in season seven, she says to Chris, I wanted to want to be with you or something I want you to be the one I want. Something to that effect. Yeah, she wanted to want him. And that's kind of how I feel where she lands with Jan from the office in the car. Is like, I didn't love him, but like, she wanted to love him. Yeah. And she says, I think she says that to Rory in the road trip to Harvard mm-hmm. as well. She does. Like, she I says, I want to, one. to love him. Yeah. And I don't think that Lorelai's ever in a place where she's like desperate for affection. No. But I think to some degree, like growing up in a family like hers, where it's like deprived of that sort of affection and adoration that when there's a man that comes along who's seemingly stable, who wants you... Like, well, does that taste as good as being loved for real? Well, I think that she also speaks to this in those lazy, hazy, crazy days of summer in the premiere of season three when she's at the diner and telling Luke about Christopher and how he got his shit together. Yeah. And she's like, I fancy myself Wonder Woman, but sometimes I really do wish that I had a person, a partner. And like that guy who I thought it was, he finally got himself together and he gets to be that guy with her. And so like she speaks to her insecurities about being on her own and I think that 
that is kind of building up here with Max. Yeah. Like she wants to be totally. with somebody who wants her feel stable, feel safe. Yeah. And as we all know, sometimes the safe choice is not always the best choice. And Max would have been the safe choice. He totally would have been the safe choice. What's interesting about that thought is that it's like a, it's an immature way to go about a very mature concept is like wanting to be wanted. Mm. And I think that our next bestie kind of has some thoughts on the maturity of the relationship between the two of them. Hi, this is Megan, um, semi-new listener. I was calling about um, your upcoming Max Medina episode, and I guess basically, like, one of my main thoughts or takeaways with Max's character is originally when I watched the series, I always thought that he was somewhat more mature or emotionally mature than Lorelai, just the way he's portrayed. But kind of upon rewatches and just, like, with my own personal life going through relationships, I've kind of found that I actually feel like Max is somewhat emotionally immature in the fact that he's not able to fully feel his feelings. Like, with Lorelai, he kind of just acts like, oh, it's okay, fine, like, you know, like, you didn't want to marry me, okay, whatever. And he acts like he's fine and he's okay, but when they see each other later, he even admits, like, I'm still not over you. And I feel like he tried to really repress um, and suppress his feelings for her. And so, um, basically, yeah, that's just my thought that maybe he was not as um, as mature as he kind of liked to and cool as he tried to act. Um, keep up the great work, ladies. Love your show. Bye. You know, it's interesting because I think people love to say that Lorelai is emotionally immature, and she is. Like, there's a yeah. lot of emotional growth that needed to happen there before she became a mom. Yeah. She reacts as a 16-year-old. She does. Lot. But, like, I mean, I think that all things considered, she actually turned out really great. Pretty okay, yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting that Megan brings this point up because it is a very emotionally immature thing to solve your problems with a Band-Aid like marriage. That is yeah. something that I would so, expect big from like an early 20-something. Yeah. And so to watch Max use it as a Band-Aid is a very yeah. emotionally immature thing. That's the first thing that stands out to me. Because even Lorelai is like, what are you, what drugs did you take before yeah. you came in here tonight? Because I understand the impulse, like that codependent, like I literally can't lose you. So like I have to marry you. And I think that like, that, that spans the only... over the course of like any age. Honestly, people yeah. get really scared about losing something they love. So they hold on tighter to it. However, marriage, that's a yeah. huge deal. And we're talking about two grown adults. So I don't disagree with her that he has had some incredibly emotionally immature moments. However, I don't think that happens until the end of season one, because I think in the first half of their relationship, he was the more emotionally mature one. She's the one that freaks out in Paris is Burning. Yeah, but I will say he, it's kind of like up until then that he's like, fuck the consequences who cares like yeah I'm, yeah that's like fair. it's like whatever my job is like I'm just so attracted to you like I have to date you I have to take you on a date who cares how this is gonna end up it's gonna be fine and then like it's in Paris is burning when he comes back at the end and he's like yeah I didn't really consider all of this because mm. I was just chugging along where it's like at that point it's like mature of him to take stock in that and like recognize how to move forward yeah but it's kind of like the problem is, is each time he gets in front of her, 
he like can't really control his emotions mm. so he like like a teenage you know, boy he's a bit of a teenage boy and like he has these really like shining moments of like no like this is better for me like he even speaks to that in like keg max when he gets there of like i literally like have to force myself to stay away from you because like there's like this sense of like lack of self-control like she's like a drug to him which like having someone in your life like that is yeah scary yeah for sure his only response is like i can't lose it can't lose it can't lose it yeah but one of my favorite things about all of the people who called in is like i couldn't find someone who like from the time that they were younger or from the first watch until the last watch no one called in who had a set opinion on Max that they never lost. It was either like they were indifferent to him watching and mm-hmm. ended up not liking him. They really liked him and then they ended up hating him. Mm-hmm. They really didn't like him and then they grew to like yeah, him. Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth. A lot of like yeah. either end of the spectrum or falling in the middle. And I have to uh, agree with it to a certain extent that like I yeah. don't really know where I land here. It depends on the day. Yeah. It depends on the episode. Truly. It depends it depends on the person who calls in from moment to moment <laughs> for me. But, like but like if like I'm like landing, like if we're putting ourselves in like piles or I don't know why piles, if we're putting ourselves into groups, mm. I am not team max. Because like I guess if we're picking teams, you can really only be on one. Like who is for Lorelai? I just like don't like Max. Mm. Like at the end of the day, I'm gonna classify myself in that category, having like spent the whole last episode being like, I like him. This is good. <laughs> well, so then I pose the same question to you that I posed in the last episode is it that you don't like Max as a character or that you don't like Max for Lorelai? I don't like Max for Lorelai. That one's a definite uh, yeah, wrong. absolutely. I like how it unfolded that he wasn't right for her. Mm. Like the way that that came about, I feel like that was, despite the chaos of everything that was going on, I feel like it was like a very smooth landing and that it was like very rocky. He was a good opposition to what wasn't working for her. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For all intents and purposes, I should like Max as a person. Max is a character. I like the character. Mm. In the same way that, like, you know, like, I like Mitchum Huntsberger as a character. I think that he's a good... Oh, yeah, he's spicy. ...character that's written. But if I'm in the narrative, you know, I'm stepping in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I said in the last one that I think I liked him as a person. But now I'm just, like... Now I'm on the other side, and I don't like him. Mm. Well, I want to share with you, before we close this out, what Brett had to say Ooh. about Max. Because I asked him, I said, we're talking about Max today on the yeah. pod. Do you have a spicy take you want to share? Feels. Yeah, he has... And the first thing he said was he would have left Lorelai if she didn't leave him, which is very interesting. How do you feel about that? The only reason that I disagree is because it took Max Medina a year. Like, I mean, we don't know how long it would have been that they saw each other from like leaving, you know, in the beginning of season two to the big one to Keg Max Mm. to be like, you didn't love me. We we got over it. I'm over it. And then the moment that he sees her, it's like, I'm not over it. Mm. But he has to, like, keep distance between them. That I don't know if he was, like, for lack of a better phrasing, like, still in the addiction to this drug, this magnetic relationship with Lorelai, yeah. if he would have had it in him to leave it. Yeah. Or if he would have just suffered through it. I know, because... Again, like these problems are super apparent. And even if some of them got better, yeah, this isn't the right relationship for you. And she saw it. Yeah. He probably did too, but didn't want to do anything about it. Yeah. Wanted to forge ahead. I would have wanted him to leave her. It would have been a much more interesting story. It would have been interesting. I like that she left him, but like, it's just that when we get to that later episodes, which like he hasn't seen Max again yet. No. I think it's because like 
still a year away from this, he's like struggling so hard to like stay away from her mm. across a room that it's taken years, well not years, but it's taken months mm-hmm. for him to land at that point where he can say no to her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that's the only reason that like it feels like he's like getting the constant. I don't want to keep comparing Lorelai Gilmore to a drug for him, but that's like kind of what it mm. felt like. It's like that codependent sort of yeah. nature of it that I don't know that if I don't know if he could have. Yeah. I don't know if he had it in him. Well, speaking to not seeing him ever again, except for in the big one in Keg Max, Brett also said that he feels like Max Medina probably dated other parents and he feels like the reason he took a step away from Chilton may have been because of Lorelai if he did take a step away from Chilton because doesn't he leave to go to California yeah he did that's why I'm always so confused because like he leaves and goes to California he comes back for the Chilton Bicentennial and then he's working at Chilton again it's very odd and Brett was like I wouldn't be surprised if there was maybe like another scandal he was like with another parent if this is a pattern for him and I was like interesting and I wonder if that's why sometimes people get a little bit of the ick from him because like we've spoken to his persistence at the beginning of his relationship with Lorelai is what makes it a little bit like you're a teacher don't you have like a code of ethics or something and it's like is this your first time doing this that is the question because he knows exactly what like it says in the handbook he's like there's nothing against it like I wouldn't be surprised if this wasn't the first time he had done this. Ah. So an interesting question to pose. Interesting thought. Mm-hmm. I feel like we only just keep presenting more questions about I know, we haven't really landed on a conclusion, yeah. but that's also kind of how their relationship ends. Yeah. Well, as Max says, that's life. Yeah. You don't need closure. Life isn't always about closure. There's no resolution for us and Max Medina. Mm. We'll probably have more to say on that in the future. Oh, for sure. So next week, we're actually going to be kind of in keeping with this week's theme, but not really about relationships. We're going to have a music week with our episodes. So on Tuesday, we're going to be talking about the music of Gilmore Girls. Yes. It's like it's an entire character in itself, not just like the literal character of the town troubadour, but like the la la la's, the strum strum, And the music that they pull. Sam Phillips. I know. It's so good. It really sets the tone season to season. I can't wait to get into it. And then on Thursday, as many of you know, I'm not a Swifty. You know that I like Taylor Swift's music, but I don't consider myself to be a Swifty. But I have been kind of opened up to this world of how Taylor Swift and Gilmore Girls kind of cross over, especially within both fandoms, which obviously act separately, but some of them are kind of intermingled. And I'm very interested to be educated on how those things kind of come together in Thursday's episode of Gilmore to Consider to celebrate Midnight's release. Midnight? Midnight's? Yeah. Midnight's? Multiple? Plural? Plural Plural? Midnight's? More than one Midnight? Yeah. Her album release is on Friday at midnight, so we're going to celebrate that with a Gilmore Girls Taylor Swift crossover episode. So if any of you want to call in and any of your Taylor Swift ex-Gilmore Girls opinions, thoughts, feelings, concerns, you know the number. Do you? It'll play right (laughs) after this. (laughs) All right. Until next time. Until next time. If you have more for us to consider, unpopular opinions, spicy takes, things you think we're forgetting, or you just want to say hi, give our voicemail a call at 860-578-4653. That's 860-578-4653. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.